This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. Three goals, two guards of honour and one hell of a day at Ashton Gate, where 24,065 watched the last home game of the season. And Matt, you were there and it was had that end of season feel, but, but we just wanted to test ourselves against Burnley, obviously being champions and see where we were. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burnley worthy champions, best, best side obviously in the division by a country mile and... Um, if they win their final game, I think they then win or get the the um, championship points record, um, beating Reading's previous total. But yeah, they were good. I, I felt they. I think they made five changes. I felt they played within themselves a little bit, but showed the quality. We were a little bit too passive, I thought, in the first half. Um, and then when we made the changes in the second half, you know, we we looked much more of a threat, much more energy, and and probably on the balance of play over the game, deserved the point out of it. But yeah, it was good. You know, lots of good things patched. Good to see a, a good team like Burnley there. Mm. I thought the, the guard of honour, which I know is traditional, but that was nicely observed. And then obviously seeing Josh Brownhill back was was great to see. So, yeah. Yeah, obviously for, former players coming back has always been something that I really look forward to. It's ones where you look for the game when player X or manager yeah. X is going to come back. Um, and yeah, when he came, went over to the corner to take his first corner, he got a great reception, followed by some uh, pantomime booze. <laughs> Do you know what? That's exactly that's exactly the words I've used in the Bristol Live column. Oh, this really? Week. Yeah, yeah. Always like we spoke, but yeah, it was. I mean, I I, I think Josh Brownell's a player that um, only really got fully appreciated after he left us, and you realise yeah. what you were missing. Um, he's just a, a quality player. But no, that that was class from Section Eighty Two, wasn't it? It was yeah. very funny. Yeah. And then Josh obviously went around a bit of a lap of honour at the end as well, didn't he? Which was always good to see. Yeah, I mean, he respectfully allowed Alex Scott his time as well. <laughs> but no, it was it was nice to see him. And for me, when you've got players of his ilk and, and you know, irrespective of where they go and what they go on to do, if they've put it in for Bristol City in a Bristol City shirt, then they should get that same applause. Yeah. So no, that was that was great to see. Absolutely. Okay, Lee's three words were Brown Hills Boys Buoyant. Um, and let's bring in our guest, and that is Adam Gould, who had a really important job along with yourself, Matt, and many others yesterday to deliver uh, a gift to Jeff Twentyman. It's his last home game uh, for Bristol City in terms of being in the commentary box and uh, quite an emotional time, Adam. It was, yeah. Evening, gents. How are we doing? Hello, mate. Um yeah, yesterday was emotional rounds. I'm, I'm, I mean, I cry a wee a bit sadder now since I've had my kids. I'm, I'm terrible, but I, I, I said to a few friends before the game, I always get a little bit, a bit sad on the last day of the season because it's the end of the season. Um, even though it's, I always picture it as a sunny day, and it was yesterday, and it's really nice to get down there and and have one last day, and it's a bit of a carnival atmosphere, but there is always a bit of tinge of sadness because we're not going to get back in there until pre-season starts. But yesterday we had the return of Josh Brownell, which was, that was special. Obviously Alex Scott's last game in inverted commas, you know, Alex, Alex Scott's last game with us. It was Jeff Merrick's birthday when there was a, a round of happy birthday in the, in the supporters <laughs> bar for him. And he was going around and, and said hello to everyone. Um, and then obviously, as, as you rightly said, it was Jeff Twentyman's last day. And I think the way the club and, 
Paul Binning and Math and Lee Paul and and everybody else that got in in arranged it, and obviously ourselves, Pat as well. It was really really special for Jeff, and I think he was humbled by it. And I've swapped a few messages with him, and I've obviously he's been mm. tweeting and things like that. And I think it meant a lot to him. It was a nice thing for it was a very simple, easy thing for us all to do, but it meant a hell of a lot and, and well deserved. And and a nice touch from the club as well before the game when his his screen screen fe- featured his face and yeah. and the city fans rightfully um, gave him a, a, a round of applause. And yeah, it was a it was a good day all round on and off the pitch and even on the pitch it was a good day. So yeah, yeah an emotional day and. Few few beers yesterday to celebrate the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matt. Just for you on Jeff, we've spoken about it before on the podcast, but he means a lot to a lot of people in different ways. Uh, for example, me. Obviously, we met on Sound of the City, and hence we're here now, three years later, doing the yep. doing the podcast. And you know, listening to Jeff for the last thirty years, as, as I have been in commentary, in you know the synopsis, in the interviews, I've taken on a lot from him in the in terms of how he goes about things personally. So means a lot in a dif- different way to lots of different people. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right. Um, our friendship wouldn't wouldn't have happened, would it, if if we hadn't have been at that studio that day and talking like we were, um, and then obviously the podcast on the back of that, but. He, he is just a top, top man. Um, you know, from the, the moment that I, I phoned in, it was certainly one of my early phone calls was after Tins 7-1 defeat over at Swansea. Um, and then sort of going in the studio with him. Um, I was in the studio with him the last time before COVID and then the first time after COVID. Um, so that was quite sort of special. I was in with Rob, the, the one before um, COVID on that very one, and it was quite surreal knowing that it was going into lockdown. In yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we went we went for a beer afterwards. But he's just a genuine bloke. Um, you know, he, he he does as you say, Patch provides advice as well. Um, but he's he's a professional. He knows his stuff, and I think um, I don't I don't say it lightly when you know City fans absolutely hold him in high esteem, mm. and there there wouldn't be many from the blue side that would have that impact for so many. Yes, I think football fans would respect lots of Ravers players, but the way that Jeff goes about his stuff, um, and it would be a real, real shame if his legacy doesn't continue. Which Sound of the City is very much Jeff's Jeff's program. Um, you know, we we got to spend some time with him last night, Patch as well after the um, the end of the show. In um, he, you know, he, he was very clear that he hopes it continues, but the key is the fan involvement, um, and that's something that he's always been yeah. very good at, isn't it? You know, he's always kind of got you involved. So, yeah, as Adam said, it was a, a really yeah. Paul been in great, great work. The XR Robin, um, but he was really, really surprised when um, <laughs> I think he heard Chris Honor popping the, the sort of champagne bottle. <laughs> don't rain, and then he, he called it an ambush, <laughs> didn't he? He called yeah, it an yeah, ambush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Chris. Uh, sort of ads in Nige and Leah and um, Ellie and yeah, Mike. There was loads, weren't there? Ollie, Lee, yeah, Ollie, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, Chris Honor did come up to me um, uh, before kickoff and said, "Can you help me um, get a bottle of champagne into the stand?" <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, Jim, Pat, you know what I'll say about it, Pat's general manager. What, yeah. I'll, <laughs> what I'll say about it is, is for me, music um, gets a lot of emotions going, and and the radio yeah. does as well, and it's it's. I know we call it the sound of the city, but it really has been for 30 years, the sound of my city before yeah. and after the games, you know, especially yep. when I was a little bit younger, long before home, any podcasts with, with <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Traveling home with dad in the car, you always had Jeff on after the game. You listen to everybody phone in and the familiar names and things like that. 
and Sonny's come up, and I know I always speak about this, but Sonny listens to the radio now, and there'll be a little, there'll be a little void next season when we get in the car, and and Jeff's not on. Do you know what I mean? And it has been very special, and, and it sort of clicked in with us as we were travelling in, saying be the last time with Jeff today and obviously we were discussing what was going to go on after the game but mm. it will be a big void um, and it's it's a big set of shoes to fill that isn't it for whoever comes in and and does the Saturdays whether it be Andy Howard or Ali Durden whoever it'll be they've got a big job on their hands because he's he's gonna he's gonna take some um, some replacing sure yeah, absolutely you know, it's, it's, it's a really good point ads though in terms of you know, and, and I was saying to Jeff a couple of weeks back about it, but you know, I, I remember the likes of Terry from Shirehampton phoning in and Robin from Wincanton, and you kind of you, you got <laughs> yeah. to know their names through them phoning in. In you know, man, many a time with with Terry, I'd be listening to it and absolutely tearing me air out, thinking, how can, how can this bloke be watching the same game in the same? Must have been a while player? ago, mate. Yeah, well, do you know what? It, it probably was. I think. I, hopefully, Terry is still around, and if you do listen to this one, but. Yeah, it, you know, Twentyman talks back. It's it's just something, as you said, the three of us have grown up with, and I include the fact that, you know, I'd have been in my 20s and stuff, but you still grow up with it. Yeah, you yeah. still have that affiliation. And and he's he's been brilliant for, for Bristol City, you know, fans, really. Yeah. So, um, and nice that Steve Lansdowne paid a tribute to him as well when he, he did. spoke. Yeah. yeah, I listened to the, to the, the pre-match interview with Steve Lansdowne this afternoon. Um and obviously <laughs> listen to the aftermath with with you and uh, Paul on there and then the interruption the rude interruption yeah. <laughs> uh fantastic yeah. it was great it was really really good um yeah. we'll we'll before we get onto the match we'll cover a few things off as well so you mentioned yeah. Brian Tinian there so um I I spoke to Brian before the game and he said that there's two deals that are very close. Um, that was during the Q&A in the Heineken. Um, and he said, yeah, two deals are very close and one's not too far away. So we don't know, obviously, who they are. We've heard some speculation in the press in the last few weeks. We've also heard a rumour going around about Joe Bryan. Now, I thought this was one of these rumours that someone had just started willy-nilly and it got some traction. But uh, the number of people that were talking about it yesterday, uh, I'll come to you first, Matt, on that. Joe Bryan, um, I understand, you know, he we, he hasn't got on very well in terms of down in Nice. Um, obviously, he was really successful at, at Fulham, scored that free kick that got them into the Premier League, etc. But um yeah, you scored the second yeah. goal, yeah, yeah, really good goal. Yeah. So yeah. um your thoughts initially on that rumour. So I'm I'm I am a romantic. So like like Ad says about crying at wheat a big sad so I'm 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 very much that, that <laughs> he, cry, kind of, he cries at special K Abbott. I'm, I'm that kind of guy as well, but I, I am a romantic. I I would I would love it um if Joe Bryan is fit and um, of the calibre that, you know, would would challenge Campring or give us an option on the left side of midfield. Um, it started out, I think, as a bit of an OTIB um, sort of rumour, but um, I know from speaking to, to somebody else that there is some legs in it. It isn't just a, a kind of forum rumour. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, you know, let, let's be honest, Joe Bryan has played, you know, in, in the biggest games. I... I Again, I'm not going to say where, but I was listening to some people saying that, um, you know, he only turned up for big games. Um, and I'm thinking, again, like, you, you're not talking about the same Joe Bryan that I knew because he yeah. was absolutely outstanding for us, mm. let alone the promotion season before that as well. Um, and he's then gone on to play in the Premier League and have experience in the Premier League and have experience in League 1 as well. So, 
Joe Bryan is an experienced player that if if you know we could get coming back and within the wage structure, yeah, it's it has to be a good signing, surely. Has to be. Adam, I'll come to you and give you a few scenarios. So he could provide cover for left back, left wing back, left of the three that we play at the top with one in front. Uh, he could also make do a job for me as a central midfielder. Quick, strong, can shoot, get about the pitch. So I think he'd be a real asset if he was to return. And he's now 29. He'd be 29 at the start of the season as well. Yeah, I mean... We're looking at, and Tin said, didn't he, that he's looking at players with over 200 games with the EFL experience. So he, he ticks the EFL box. 29, I got him in down as 30. So you've, you've taken a year off him. So that's that's good. You um, have him now. If Joe, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it now. Um, I was sitting there shaking my head for a massive, massive season. Just <laughs> I mean, if he if he comes in, does that mean Jada Silva's out? Camp rings going out for a, a big big chunk of money. Jack Curry is not coming in or, or how's that working? So there's a lot of connotations with it. And I know that's the chance for market in general. Mm. Would I have him? I probably have him for a season and a half because I think he's the type of player. I mean, you saw it with the likes of Connor Roberts yesterday, just that true professional, yeah. solid fullback. I wouldn't play him anywhere else apart from the left-hand side. I don't think, I think I'd use that experience down there mm. probably as a left wing back because he's just as good going forward as I think he is backwards. Um, and I think he brings something to the squad. Yeah. He wouldn't, he's not going to be a four year player or anything like that, but what a season we could get out of him. Mm. Um, and I love him a bit. And he's, he's a local lad. It'd be and great he's one to of see him own. back. I really, one of our really own. do think he's one of our it, own. Yeah. It, we've already I mean, got a song for him. So it makes it even easier, doesn't it? That's, that's a good shape though. Ads. So I don't think any of us would take Joe Bryant coming in, meaning that Cam Pring was going out. I no. think we'd all want to keep campering. 100%, 100% so like, not. So like you said yeah. for cover. But the Jack Curry is an interesting one as well. If that meant that Jack Curry didn't come, and I saw that he got young player at Wimbledon, um, you know, may, yes. maybe Jack Curry is young enough that we do sign him and we loan him back to Wimbledon, as an example. You know, we've talked about that for Alex Scott. But there's also a bit of me that thinks, oh, would I want Joe Bryan coming in and Jack Curry not coming? because Jack Curry would be a player for the future. But I'm still landing on the fact that I, I, mean, no, I would go with Joe Bryan because of that experience and, and what he could bring, you know. Do you think we've had our fingers burnt with Kane Wilson? Because Kane Wilson, I wanted to get that on the back of my little lad's yep. shirt at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Experienced player of the season, one promotion, et cetera, et cetera. And it, for whatever reason, I know he picked up a bit of a knock and he missed a lot of the season out, but he wasn't setting the world on fire from day one anyway. Um, it, does Jack Curry come in on the same type of ground as, as Kane Wilson? So are they thinking maybe we ought to go a little bit more experienced rather than, than gamble? Because it wouldn't yeah. be a gamble getting in Joe Bryan. You know exactly what you'd get. He'd settle in the area because he is from the area mm. and he'd slip straight into the team as a true pro. So I take him. I take him definitely. And it just means what else has to happen to make that come in. And I do worry that Cam Pring with what he's done since the probably end of November, mm. he's my big worry. I've got a few outs written down later on, which we'll probably come to talk about maybe the transfers a bit later. And yeah. he's my big worry at the moment. Let's just get on to it now. Um, let's get on. To, let's go for that now. Um, we'll talk about Alex Scott, first of all. Um, so so, so I, I don't know many people that 
have thought about the fact that we may not get 25, 30 million for him and he may still be here next season. He's contracted here until June 2025. Um, I think he could do with another season with us in the championship before he then makes that step. But it's almost like 90%, 95% of the fan base have resigned that he is going. Um, Matt, do you want to go first on that one? I think, I think, yeah, I think that's because there's been so much talk about him winning the the EFL um, young player. You know that that made you think, well, yeah, and you know, we're gonna, clubs will be looking at him. We know that clubs have been looking at him. There have been scouts regularly at Ashton Gate looking at Alex Scott. We know the abilities he's he's got, um, but I think as lots of us have said, what what they would be paying for is potential, because at the moment he's not dominating games that you would expect a 25 million, 30 million pound player to do. He's not scoring the goals or getting the assists that you would expect, excuse me, that sort of midfielder to get. But when you're talking about a young 19-year-old English kid who anybody that is in the game and has seen him talk about will go to the very top, that's kind of what you're paying for. Um, Steve Lansdowne said in the, in the interview that you talked about, Patch, with Jeff, that... Um, they've not had any bids. Um, 25 million is what they've quoted. But if other club, you know, if there are a number of clubs, then, you know, supply and demand, that 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 price could go up. But also they're talking to him about a new contract and and they would be quite happy for him to stay and, and build on that. So you're, you're right in terms of, I think we all think that he's going in the summer. But actually, if... I don't know whether clubs would meet that valuation at the moment and therefore... Might even be a January you know, potential. Poss- possibly, possibly. And he would have to, he'd have to step up, wouldn't he? And and really be a player that wins Bristol City games week in, week out and, and doesn't just show the moments that Alex Scott shows. You know, Blackburn away this season, he was outstanding and, and really did win the game. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I'd love him to stay because I think a team with Alex Scott, Tommy Conway, Sam Bell, Mark Sykes in there with some additions could, could challenge you. Could could mount certainly. I'd be looking at top ten next season. You know, well, if, you I always, at, if you look at who's potentially coming down in Southampton, Leeds, Everton, yeah, Everton potentially Leicester, the teams the that are going to be up. there already, West yeah. Brom, etc., yeah. etc. It's it's a hard. Teams Very coming hard. up, Ply- Plymouth and Ipswich will be challenging next season. They're not a team, you know, that, that Plymouth are just on a, a massive up. They've got a, a big, big fan base, redeveloped the ground, and Ipswich had 30,000 fans there yesterday. And you know the history they've got. So it's going to be even tougher next season. So you, you need your best players and you need quality. So, yeah, it's um, I think selling Alex Scott allows you to buy three or four quality players. And that was another interesting point that Steve Lansdowne so made. said that, that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the, te- the, the football yeah. side, it generates its own sort of money. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Adam, where will Alex Scott I be playing next season? Not for Bristol City Football Club. I went on a, I went to a, a managerial meeting, sort of training course thing last week. And, and one of the things that the tutor said at the start is, there's no point saying anything if you're going to finish the sentence with but because it means that everything you've just said is a load of rubbish. Mm-hmm. So with all due respect, Math, I'm going to say, but yeah, and I, no. I completely agree with everything <laughs> you've just said. I really, really do. But we are a club that need money. And we've yeah, kind yeah. of forgotten about that because of the turn and things like that. So 
money talks and whilst i really liked listening to what steve lansdowne said and one of my friends sent it sent the interview to me and said there's a chance he could stay i said i think this is the party line saying that you know he lives with tommy conway he's great friends with this and we're we don't need to sell him you know we've we've not set the price tag yes i think we do need to sell him and i think we can rebuild a great team around him um it's the question sort of for me, in the summer, Alex Scott and Jude Bellingham, will will they both go? I think they both will. Yet people are clutching at straws a little bit to say, well, they might stay. I don't think Jude Bellingham will stay, and I don't think Alex Scott will stay. The fact that he's in the team of the could year be a swap in the championship. <laughs> yeah. Could there be a swap? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um, I don't think that, I mean, he's got in the team of the year for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's, this isn't the young team of the year or the potential team of the year. He's already there. So he's already picked as one of the best players in the championship. Um, obviously, the young player of the year. He said we haven't had Landstein said we haven't had an offer yet. I was thinking that Wolves were very, very close to talking numbers in January that didn't meet our expectation. Um, and those numbers were somewhere in the region of 20. So whether he means we haven't had an offer yet at the end of the season, but if we, we start looking at 24 to 28 million pounds that'll be very hard to say no in today's transfer transfer market with what we could bring in off the back of it as well um, which could be two very good players on very very good money but i think but, that's the thing as i don't think they'll break the wage structure which, which is what they've talked about so if if it was 25 million i don't think we'd be looking at two players of, of five six million or anything like that i think they would still look at Something else that Steve intimated, Matt, wasn't it? That it yeah, would, it wouldn't yeah. be going and splashing yeah. big and money I, on individuals. I, I also think yeah. with Nigel Pearson, he, he wants to work with a smaller squad. And so it's how many he brings in. Now, you know, I, I, I often say about Joey Barton, but I think I heard Joey Barton talk about he wants to bring 12 players in next season. <laughs> well, that's your, that's your first team. Now, that might have included some yeah. that he's got on loan and making them permanent. So I, I can't you know, testify to exactly what he meant by it. But... Nigel Pearson and Brian Tinton, they've both been talking the same sort of numbers in terms of three, four players. Mm. So now that for, for me, that's three, four players. If you kind of keep the likes of Callas, Scott, De Silva, if you don't, you've got to replace them, haven't you? But the key for me, and and, yeah. and Andrew, you're probably not talking about big, big money signings, but it's it's quality, isn't it? It's getting in the quality. It's not it's not sexy, and it doesn't get headlines, but. The the strong rumor of um, McCurry McCurry from Aberdeen, two yeah, million Ross pounds. McCurry, yeah, yeah, Ross McCurry. But he's our captain. He's got yeah. the experience. He ticks the box. Now it might not be big money for everyone else, but two million. He'll come in as one of the top earners. You know, in yeah. and around Callas and Naki Wells because he has. I've, I've heard. I've heard this. I've heard this. It's a done deal. Two. Yeah, I've heard it's a done it, deal, oh, but also that it's nowhere near two million. And so it might. Sure, it might okay. be in terms of appearances whatever appearances, but yeah, and, yeah you know actually from a, a transfer fee yeah um and and would exactly yeah, I, that tick the box yeah i don't think anyone expects us to go out and spend eight to twelve million because yeah. those players wait, command uh, wages that we can't yeah. pay you know we, yeah. we might be able to afford the, the house but we can't afford to heat it we won't yeah. be paying that sort of money but i wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at four four million five million probably tops because that's the kind of where our wages are yeah, yeah. No, I I would I I genuinely think we'd be looking at you, like yeah, we did, yeah. like like we did with Mimetti, it would be that kind of million you know and, and potentially that two million kind of bracket um because I think the the wages come into it um 
So it, it, I mean, it's going it's going to be interesting. And I, you're absolutely right, Ads. Selling Alex Scott allows you that freedom. It allows you come January if you're in and around it, and you want to spend a little bit more on a striker that you might need, or it gives you that, doesn't it? So it yeah. also puts a premium on whatever transfer targets we've got. If they see us get twenty five yeah, yes, million for a player, yeah, yeah. they say, oh, "Hang on a minute, it's gone up a million now." <laughs> Which is why hopefully the deals can be done early before. Yeah, you know. exactly. But then consider this: if we're looking for a bidding war. We've done all our business by the end of Jan. That's mm. end of July, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The window do, the window doesn't close until the end of August, right? Yep. Yep. So we're gonna be Alex Scott could potentially still start a season for us. Yeah. Like Adam Webster did. So all our business, like Adam Webster did, like a, like a few have done, like you know. Yeah. So we're spending money we haven't actually got yet, knowing full well the deal's going to be done with somebody. So that might affect things a little bit, unless the club truly does know, look, we'll accept no matter what. It's going yeah. no matter what. And, and, and I guess so you've to got get that, our business done early, we might not even sell it. You've got that eight, eight, nine million for Semenyo that that you know we've probably spent Mimetti and who scored today. Congratulations to him. Is, yeah, well done, Antoine. Yeah. Um who else did we sign in the January? Mimetti and Cornick. Cornick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very, very easy to forget. Very easy to forget yeah. that one. <laughs> but you're right. It, it it will be very interesting. I mean, you get the feeling that McCurry McCurry is one of those early transfers, possibly Curry as yeah. well, and then maybe O'Brien, the lad from Crystal Palace that we were interested in. Brian from Sam, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would open the door for for Thomas to leave to possibly go back abroad, and you, I mean yeah, Thomas Callas to leave. We think we think that's happening. No, I really don't. I, I genuinely, if if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Thomas Gallas staying. Um, on, and the on reason, reduced terms, pay as you yeah, go. Oh yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> def, definitely on reduced terms. Um, but the reason for saying that is, why why would you bother having him in the match day squad now for the next two games? And and I think I might be wrong, but I think he may very well start against Queens Park Rangers. But there's no there's no value in that if he if he's going and it's not like you you're playing him because you want to get a fee for him or whatever, so there's that bit and um, I think Tin said at the senior Reds about um, he's not he's not gone anywhere, and you sort of think well again yeah. you, you don't need to almost comment on it, um, and you know Nigel Pearson talks very very highly of him so you know so, sometimes a player I mean Thomas Callas will have made an awful lot of money from both the transfer fee with us, but also when he was going out on loans, I'm sure there are loan fees and things like that. He would have been on big money at Chelsea and, and, and earning that sort Chelsea, of contract. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got a young, I, th- I think he's got a young family. I might be wrong, but certainly he's, he's obviously got a, a, a wife or partner, loves the area. So yeah, if I was a better man, I, I reckon Thomas Callas may very well stay. And a fit Thomas Callas is, I mean, crisis. Let's get him back oh. up on the roof, isn't it? Because we all know how we felt with that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if I was, so if we haven't, someone's got to come in. Someone's got to go out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If 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 we're talking that we're already talk, we expect three possibly coming in. Yep. yep. So so we well, Tid, see something Tid's, going the other way. Tin said that to to Patch. Yeah. So I think I think you're you're absolutely right. Jada Silver will go. Um, I mean, I've I've read today that Swansea are interested in him as well, and I could see him playing for Swansea. That kind of um, style of football that they play. Um, although I, I do like Ryan Mason, their their left wing back, so that would be an interesting one. But I think he will go. I mean, Zach Viner's not signed signed a contract yet, mm. you know. And I know we've got a year option. That would be an interesting one. 
Um, yeah. I don't know who else. Who else is out of contract? I mean, we've got a lo- number of the youngsters are out of contracts, aren't they? But I don't know whether any uh, Andy I mean, King, I suppose. But Pearson seems. My to question. Be- my question marks over are Pring, Conway, Viner, and Andy Vyman. He scores goals. He's the club captain. He's an international player. He's done very well for a club. He's just just knocked over fifty. As he ticked this box. And is there suitors in the top half? Your Middlesbroughs, your... And I, I don't doubt he is happy. He was on the pitch. I think we, thought, and we thought that last season as well, didn't we, potentially, that there was a, you know, people will be looking at the the top goal scorer list in the championship and seeing Andy Weinman's name on there. I'd be surprised. Yeah. I, I, I would be surprised if anyone left, really, other than Scott, obviously, is the one that's it, on everyone's it would, lips. It would take big money... I can to tell you that I think to consider the contract Pring or Conway going would take big, big money. Yeah, I think the only contracts big ending money. first team squad wise are King, De Silva, and Viner. Yeah, um, but Viner's got a year option. King's got a year option. Um, and then yeah, I think twenty twenty four June Viman it comes into question. Cam Pring, um, Joe Williams, Matty James, and. Duncan Idahan, I think, are the only ones. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one on on those twenty twenty four ones. So, and uh, Ad's point about Andy Vyman, you'd be those contract discussions would be taking place now because you don't want a player going into the last year of his contract if if you want them to stay. Mm. So, Andy Vyman, you definitely would be he's an asset to. as well. Yeah, Matty James, you would probably be talking to um, from that point of view. I didn't realize Andy King had an option. I thought it was only a one year playing contract he got. Or playing coaching, so that that an interesting one. Um, so and yeah, at his age, this is Vyman's last chance to get that, exactly. that transfer. I yeah. know, like Thomas, yeah. he would have made a bit of money, but yeah. this is his last his last big payday to get a transfer. He won't get that payday if he gets an extension with us. No. So, and do the club cash in on him? Because you know, you know what you'll get. And I know his form's been up and down. Some people have questioned him, but. You don't see that if you are the likes of Middlesbrough. If you are at a top six club, you see you're going to get a minimum of 25 games out of him, probably closer to 40 games out of him. You're going to get 10 to 15 goals. You're going to get assists, a clubman, a true pro, no problems with him. He's a very, very attractive proposition. Irrelevant if you say, well, he's been he's been a load of rubbish for the last 10 games. That doesn't matter in terms of football, in terms of assets. He's an asset yeah. and he's going to be good stats for you every week. And not he's, only that, where's he where's he been playing this season? All over the bloody shop again. Yeah. If you're if you're Andy Vyman and a, a a West Brom, you know near near to where he he's lives, because um, I think he's got a place in Bristol and and towards the Midlands. But if they were to come in from him and say, yeah, we want to play you down the middle, or you know some something like that, that might be for him. And and you're absolutely right, Adam. Like any of us, if you get an option of yeah, okay, you know, or you've got a year left and. I don't know, they parachute payments, so they offer City a million, two million, but Andy yeah. Vyman a million, you know, he, he's bound to, isn't he? It's, you know. But Andy, Andy, if if you are listening, please don't go. Um, no, absolutely, you're, you're, I want to keep him. Yeah, <laughs> he changed name, the game yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Your name is up on the, uh, yes, will does. be up on the board of our highest ever goal scorers, and you can get further up the board yep. if you stay with us. So, uh, yeah, that's um, that's something we don't want to think about too much, but... Um, <laughs> Right, Definitely. let's park park the chat about uh, the summer and so on and so forth, and we'll get to. Um, we haven't even done our blooming check in yet. We're 
30 no, minutes yeah. to the podcast. Right. Sorry, that's, um, that's me. That's my fault. That's my fault. I'm changing the answer. Sorry. No, it's fine. We're mixing things up. We've had the latest, the last home game of the season, so it's absolutely fine. But um, I'll go first. Uh, celebrated my nephew's birthday this morning with a large English breakfast, which is exactly oh, nice. what the doctor ordered. Um, Little Nanny's Cafe in Wick. I re- highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, got a nice little soft play there. So we went in there and obviously then had the breakfast. But I definitely needed that after several, several lagers last night with uh, with Matthew and <laughs> and several, several others. Um, and the Uwe burger. Oh, that was lovely, wasn't Ooh, it? Oh, that was lovely. A little yeah. bit spicy for Phelan, wasn't it? But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't remember what it was called now. The, um, the dirty bird or something. <laughs> it was the spicy bird, wasn't it? it was spicy, spicy bird. bird. Yeah, yeah, spicy bird on North Street. Yeah. Um, and then the spotted cow after, afterwards, Matt, which was quite lively, but we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah, crack, cracking day. Um, yesterday, um, topped off with, with um, the night out. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm. Now, because it's uh, yeah, well, we are past eight on Sunday evening, so I'm I'm probably a good eight, but I was probably a good nine this morning. I, I keep but, forgetting that it's actually a bank holiday as well. I don't know about you. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I've not. No. Brilliant. And, uh, and ne- next week's bank holiday will be on a <laughs> yeah on well. a train on the way home at some yeah. point. This <laughs> God, around, yeah. well, probably not around this time to be fair. But yeah, yeah. I might have to take the Tuesday off um, yeah. for that one. But um, right, so eight eight Adam. Um, yeah, I'm. I really enjoyed yesterday, despite the result. Um, I went to an evening do, a wedding evening do. So congratulations to my friends, Reese and Amy. That was lovely to, to go to that after the football. Um, kids football this morning. Everyone everyone enjoyed that. Kids were happy. Last game of the season. So they all went away. A load of eight-year-olds, sort of 28-year-olds went away with smiles on their faces. So I Name check the I team out. Uh, Chilcompton Sports. Yeah, my little, my little heroes. Or, or Chili's is their name. Is that right? The, the chilies. I did say to Pat this morning. I got chilies today. And he said, "Who, the, who, who are they?" <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a nine. I'm feeling, I'm in a good place. I'm going oh, for a nine. Good man. Fair Excellent. Play. Lovely stuff. Right. So to the starting lineup, and there was no change. So he started O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, Naismith, Pring, James King, Scott, Cornick, and Bell, and then Conway up top on the bench. Mehmeti dropped out, Callas came in. So Wells Richards, Callas, De Silva, Williams, Sykes, Vyman, and Wells. So Mehmeti uh, maybe feels a bit hard done by there, Matt, but listening to Nigel Pearson before the game, I think he said something along the lines of um, it's hard on him, but he may well start against QPR. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I, I guess he gives you something different, um, but he wanted to give bring Thomas Callas in. Um, so it, it was just about that balance that, that Nigel Pearson talked about. So again, you get the conspiracy theorist that, um, you know, I heard someone else say, or is, is he on the bus now? And you're like, no, it's, please stop that. It's a squad <laughs> game. And quite rightly, Nigel Pearson's picking a squad, match day squad, relevant for that day with the right balance. So And that shows great I, depth, I, doesn't it? The fact you've got Mometi, you can't even get in the team. Of course it does. And and let's yes. be fair about it as well. He was our man of the match in a couple of the early games. But actually, over his last few appearances, he, he didn't really show the same sort of style and quality that we'd seen. So, you know, take, taking him out and giving him, you know, a game rest to think about it, mm. I haven't got a problem with that. I thought it was um, a good call. My only surprise was I did expect Callas to get some game time. So I'm fully expecting that, as I said, against QPR. Yeah. Add your thought on that unchanged eleven. Yeah, I wasn't surprised really, and I wasn't surprised that Mometi was just rotated out. I don't think he was even dropped. I think he was rotated out. 
Good he got a saying. lot of a lot of faith when he first joined. He had a lot of football. Started the adrenaline got him probably through the first two or three games, didn't it? And then he's just finding his feet and give him a preseason. He's going to be a very very important member of the squad. His head's not down. He won't read anything to that. He's a professional footballer, so yeah, no problems with that. Um, and the starting lineup, I did like just to pick up on Mafsa. We were playing the best team in the league by a mile. We needed to be very tight, compact. We needed professionals on the pitch. Yeah. And with Ka- if if we'd have gone three down straight away, <laughs> with Callas on the pitch on Not the bench, Spurs. Sorry. no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pleased to see Callas on there because he can come in and he get a job, even a seventy percent fit Callas. But from what I heard in the week, the way he was flying into tackles up at the training ground, he was he was a hundred percent fit and yeah. raring to go. So. It'll be very interesting next week at QPR to see what we do because I yeah. think we could see wholesale changes next week. Well, yeah. At the end um, of the podcast, we'll predict the 11, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, it, crikey. It, Here we go. It, then. In, I'm starting now. Interesting one for you because it was one that got asked on Sound of the City when I was on with Jeff a couple of weeks back. Thomas Callas, yes or no re-signing? On, yes. On, on terms that are agreeable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So injury record. We paid, we and, paid eight million to get him in the door. We got to yeah, keep yeah. him in. Keep him in the door. Absolutely. So on on, and I I have no idea what his money is and what our structure is. But assuming he would be at the top end of the wage structure they're talking about, yeah. Both of you would say yes, yeah. Even yeah. irrespective of his injury yes. record, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, excited yes. to see. I'm excited to see. Definitely. It was funny. Yeah. Nige Nige and and um Ellie. Both were no, they wouldn't because of his injury record. But I was like, no, I would, I definitely take the gamble on that. Yeah, yeah, they, they'd have something. I mean, built players, in. go on. Ed. Players get injured. Players yeah. do get injured, and when you very often when you get an injury, if if you do your knee ligaments, you'll come back, and then then you'll twing a hammy, or if you've done your ankle, because your body's recovering in different ways, and you're carrying yourself subconsciously in different ways, and you very often, Joe Williams. Joe Williams yep. gets an injury and he picked up another one, which wasn't the same injury. This yeah. happens. So you, if you have a long period of time out of the game, 12 months, that very often goes to a, to 14, 18 months. You see it all the time. And yeah. if you can nurse that comeback in the right speed, your, your career is back on track again. And I think they've been very clever with Joe Williams. They've nursed yeah. him back and we'll get a season out of him again. He's not just made a chocolate. Callas isn't going to keep getting injured all the time. Yeah, if you look at his Bristol City career so far, in 2018, um, he made 41 appearances. In 2019, he made 24, but I didn't think he was here for the whole season. 2020, 44 appearances. 2021, 37. Obviously, this season has been, as he's written on his Instagram, I was just looking through one to forget. Um, but yeah, it's not as if he's a prolific injury-prone type of player. Just on that appearance. So he's closing in on 150, 150 appearances for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 146, yes. 154. 154, there we go. Yeah, yeah so 150 odd appearances for us. Eight million pounds. Talking of assets, that's a yeah. that's a championship player. We'd be loving it. We'd love to sign someone like Thomas Callas, and we've already yeah. got him, so yeah. In terms of appearances this season, how many Joe Williams? How do you mean? Oh, you want me Whoa. to tell you? Yeah. No, I, I know. But how many do you think he's made? Oh, I'll let Adam answer because I've got the answer. Yeah, 20... well, I've got, I've got the answer. Oh, so. come on, lads. This is a stitch up. 20, 22. 24. But when you look at it that way... Oh, I, know, I take that. Exactly. So he, he was 24. Rob Atkinson, 25. Tommy Conway, 26. Cam Pring, 28. So it kind of shows 
You know, this kind of injury-prone Joe Williams, actually this season, he's been alongside a number of others and may have been those appearances because of performances as well, well, not just injury, so... For completeness and correctness, Matt. Obviously, your that's for league. That's league. Well, and your appearances are only for if they have to have played 30, 30 minutes yes, as well. Absolutely, yeah. So he's yeah. actually played thirty-seven games okay. in total this there season. Yeah, um, thirty-two in the league, Brim. and then five in the yeah. cup. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, right, super. let's uh, let's get into the minutes as coined by Adam Gould himself many years yes. ago. Yes. Right, 16th Hello. minute. Thank you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> 16th minute, Pring's tenacity uh, gets him into the box and then he is tackled. Then you get the same sort of tenacity from Andy King. It comes to, an, to Andy Cornick, comes to uh, to Cornick and he somehow gets away a right-footed shot that only just goes narrowly wide, Adam. It was a good effort. Good start, wasn't it? A good start of the game. Um, we sort of spent probably spent the first 10 minutes checking each other out, a bit of a game of chess and a lot of respect from our way. And maybe the, the sort of guard of honour, I, love, I loved it when we did it, but I'm thinking, switch on now, become pros and start playing football. Don't stand back and let them do this. And we didn't. We checked each other out. Yeah, and it was a good start for us. I was really pleased. And the crowd was buzzing, 24,000 in there. It was, it was looking to be a good game. And I thought, we're in, for, we're in for this. This is good. If we could keep it tight for the first 20, it's going to be a match. And it, and it was, yeah. Yeah. Matt, come on to, um, come back to that campering tenacity in a second. But just after that, I think 25th minute, he escaped a booking. I don't know yeah. if you noticed, he sort of just grabbed the lad by the ankles, brought him down. And I just, yeah. I, I even made, made the note, Pring booked. And then he had, he didn't get booked. So uh, he was quite fortunate there, but he was well up for it yesterday, wasn't he? He's He's been quality, hasn't he? Um, and he was, but mm. you're absolutely right. It was a booking. Um, it showed another substandard refereeing performance for me yesterday um, and everything that Nigel Pearson talked about. It's not just about the ones that go against us. It's also the ones in our favour. And it was it was a clear booking. And, and that's the sort of thing when they're, they're not soft challenges and things like that. And, you know, if, if they score and take the shirt off, they get booked. But a challenge like that goes unpunished. It's crazy. So, no, he should have, he should have been booked. He should have been booked. It, it would have put us under a lot of pressure if he'd have gone and... It would have. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, a hell of yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah, 32nd minute. Viner passes to Sam Bell, who takes a touch in the wrong direction, loses out on the edge of the 18-yard box, ultimately leads to Benson, bending one in the top corner. Max had no chance for me on that, Matt. Burnley 1-0 up, and Bell will learn from that. He will, he will. Um, he just, as you say, he turned the wrong way. And you're playing against quality opposition. That, Benson did um, exactly the same thing the week before. He's, he's, well, I think he's actually done it in his last it four is, games. Yeah. His last four games, he scored a goal like that from the corner. I mean, the impressive thing with it was he actually had to show really quick feet to come inside. And then he was being closed down, probably didn't get the challenge out quickly enough. But, you know, I, I was a bit critical last night when, I, when we were talking about it. And I hadn't seen it back saying, oh, I didn't know if Max should have done better, but... No, it was, oh, it was proper postage yeah. stamp, brilliant, a brilliant, brilliant finish. And um, you, you, for me, I'm just stood there applauding. Or not stood, sorry, sat. <laughs> sat, sat. Sat there applauding because I'm a football fan. I want yeah. my team to do well. Of course I do. I want City to win. But sometimes you just got to go, wow, what a great goal that was. Fair play, mate. Yeah, really, and afterwards. A, but yeah. A very intelligent a very intelligent person that sits behind me. You know, one of those intelligent people at football that always yeah, sits behind me. Yeah, I, I, sit behind sits behind me. I he, could probably hear most of the time, yeah. <laughs> well, 
He um he commented, he did that last week. We should know better. There's one thing knowing he's going to do it. There's another <laughs> thing stopping it. That was class. You know, everyone knows Mo Salah is going to cut in on his left foot and bend one in, but they can't stop it. I'm not comparing the guy to Mo Salah, but that goal from Benson was one of the best I've seen down there in a long time. It was right in line with me. Yeah. Probably you, Math, because we sit pretty yeah, much it was. in line with each other. What a yeah, hit. And he's got his he's got Brilliant. quick feet. He's taken it a bit early as well. And I thought Max probably wasn't set for it. But when you watch it back, mm. it's just a goal. And I'd never applaud it because I'm a slightly different mentality than Math. But yeah, amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'll, applaud, I'll applaud it now. I'm not in the ground. But yeah, a great strike. Hell of a strike. Yeah, I thought it was class, yeah. Yeah, no, great finish. Okay, um, 41st minute adds is almost the the moment that breaks City's hearts as Josh Brownhill comes through and takes a shot and it just goes across goal. And I don't know whether the occasion got to Josh because on a couple of occasions the, he passed it and it went out of play. And on that occasion, he didn't hit the target or whether he was just not wanting to score against us. But um, yeah, luckily for us, but- that didn't go anywhere near the goal. That was close though, wasn't it? That really, that trickled just wide. Um, I was very impressed by Josh Brown all game. He was in control. He looked a very mature player. He had potential when he left us. He was, he was good. He could change games and he could get games by the scruff of the neck. And I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm picturing my Cardiff goal away where he was really into his own and knew he was going to go on. Oh yeah. Well, the captain Burnley to the Premier League and company kept having little words on the sidelines with him. And after the game, he had a word and, and Brian oh. was one that led the big, the big run up and the big cheer. And you're thinking, wow, this is a man. This is a man that's leading the club. And he played like that. He didn't play right in the center. He played just to the right of the midfield. He did. Yeah. Um, as they were attacking in the first half, but, I thought he was in control and it, yeah, it didn't quite click, did it? And the, there was a couple of things where he thought, crikey, on our day, we're half a yard pass away from Brian Hill. <laughs> this could be two, three or four, but yeah. he was superb. And it was just a pleasure to watch him and a moment of pride again, because mm. he feels like one of ours because we had him so young yeah. and we we developed his career. But yeah, he did really well. That was a great, a good effort. And that it could have gone in. It was one of them either side of the post. That one could have gone in. Yeah. Josh Matt- Brian Hill, he wouldn't have thought in any way about not wanting to score against us. And I, I genuinely course, think, I genuinely think had he scored, he would have celebrated. And I mean that in all the respectful yeah. way. I just think Josh Brown is one of those players. No, I'm a Burnley player now, and I respect Bristol City, yeah. but this is my job. This is who I'm playing for. We um, will never know. No, we won't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't. But I, I'm with Adam. I thought he was quality yesterday. Just you mentioned company yeah. then. <clears throat> yep. I'm obviously very successful manager, uh, but he was winding me right up, not standing in his technical area. The number of times he got in the way of players trying to take a throw in or something. Yeah. You know, there's not many people out there that are hit and, as, and as ours, big as him. Ours is quite a, a deep technical area, isn't it? It's yeah. like it's not like some of the other game <laughs> rounds where you're right, you know, you, you've got the, the sort of benches quite far back and it's not a sort of flat dugout, you know, and they go up. So he's got plenty of area there, hasn't he? But yeah, he you, just you, wants to be on the pitch, I think, doesn't you, he? Still you, thinks he's playing. Yeah, you did have a bit of a boo about it. I mean, I live. Adam talking about the, the the fans behind him. I mean, there was a chant that went up about Craig Bellamy as well and some of the trials and tribulations he's been through. But I'm like, dear, oh dear, lads, if that's that. what you've got to cheer yeah, about, was... you know, yeah. On, Ad, you think there's some psychology, Sorry, don't you? I know. Exactly right. I I live probably five minutes away from where Porton Rovers play. Um, and a lot of my friends play for Porton Rovers. A lot of my friends went to school with Ashley Barnes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, friends are friends. Uh, we've got quite a bit of an insight into things at Burnley. 
And he told us at the start of the season, in all of his career and all the managers he's played for, he's never had a pre-season like he has just with Vincent Company. And the way he goes the extra mile, the little things he says, the way he thinks. There was one story he told us about at the end of training. They all came in, the, the kits off, the bibs were on the floor. And he's made every single pro go on, pick that kit up, fold it, put it down, respect the kit man to do it right. And little things like that. Yeah. So I don't know whether he was doing it on purpose yesterday, but whether that was to take pressure off his players because the crowd would get onto him, whatever he did it for, he's learned from the best company throughout his career. And if he thinks putting one foot out of the technical area, he was doing everything for a reason from what oh, I know. Two, I, two feet. The way he managed has managed this club. Two feet, yeah. Well, he's a big he's, guy and nobody's going to tell him to that, get back in. That's the problem. That's <laughs> the thing, Ads, as well. Like the, the turnaround in playing style for Burnley is incredible. So for him to get them playing like they did and playing some lovely football um, and to then be, you know, in a chance with the record points total is incredible, isn't it? So, yeah, I've yeah. got nothing but good things to say about him. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Okay, halftime summary from Rob. A half that illustrated the difference between the season's achievements of both teams. We huffed and puffed a bit in the early stages with their keeper looking like our best opportunity to nick a goal. However, once the game settled into a rhythm, Burnley showed much greater passing, movement, incision and composure. Both Viner and Naismith had got away with sluggish responses to straightforward balls through the inside channels and it felt that their goal was coming, which shortly after that it did. A few loose touches by us then too slow to close down. By contrast, we again looked a bit panicky on the ball and we will need marked improvement all round in the second half if we're to get anything from this game. I'd be tempted to bring Callas on for King or James and then move Naismith into the midfield, Matt. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one too many Estrellas in the Lanzarote sun, I think, for Rob there. Um, I, 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 did, <laughs> I didn't think we were panicky. Um, I just thought their, their quality on the ball. We, we, we often won the ball back and then gave it away. We were sloppy, I would say, rather than kind of panicky at times. Um, but he was, he's, he's, I'm only joking, Rob. He, he was right in terms of it needed changes in the second half. The Callis one's an interesting one. I didn't think of that one, actually, but that would have been an option. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, there were three changes. Oh, sorry, go on, Ads. Well, I was just going to say, I said at halftime to the boys, and there was a lot of negativity around it, and they're a different gravy to worse than this. I said, boys, they got four players in their squad, and three were on the pitch yesterday, in the team of the year. 
Yeah. They have just, again, record points total. They're, they're just going to fall short of what Reading got, 106 points or something like that. They have walked the league. In a league where everyone's saying it's been a weak league and nobody's really challenged them, it's been weak because Burnley have been so good. And we were 1-0 down. You know, they'd had a couple of chances, what mm. we just said about Brian or going through. But they they haven't. We've we've been beaten easily at halftime in games this season. And we were still in it. Yes, it felt like a bit like the Man City game that if they wanted to, they could have gone up another gear. But irrelevant of that, we were 1-0 down at halftime and we were still very much in the game yeah. with some, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but with some substitutions to come, could we change and influence the game when we made those subs potentially? Yeah. Okay, just before I talk about the substitutions, I think um, more or less at the start of the second half, there was that nasty collision of heads. Naismith was involved with one of the Burnley lads. He eventually came off, I think, 10, 10 minutes later. But looking at the post-match interview, Naismith did have a nice lump on the side of his head. So, um, really? so yeah, must have been a must have been a hell of a collision, that one. Um, but, yeah, in the 55th minute, we did make a triple substitution. So, King off, Williams on. Cornick off, Vyman on, and Tanner off, Sykes on. So at that point, ads, I think we went three five two was my vision. Um, and for the yep. first time, yep. we got to see Bell and Conway as a two. Yeah, and didn't they look great? Didn't the energy they provide us really look great? And we frightened them. Having those two as a two and allowing Andy Vyman to play, I thought we saw the best football of Andy Vyman since we've seen since the turn of the year. I yep. thought Vyman working with Conway seemed to come into the game. It's like he'd been he'd been out of the out of the game until then. Potentially with how successful Sykes was, because Sykes made a real impact coming down the right. Joe Williams naturally drifted over to the right as well. So all of a sudden we've got Sykes, Williams, and Conway on that right hand side coming down in front of the Landstein, really creating a lot of problems. It felt fresh and and I thought. Crikey, we bought our first team on. Finally, we've, we've got our starting 11 on the pitch sort of thing because it really naturally fitted in. We were carrying Harry Cornick. I'm not here to talk about Harry Cornick too much. We'll talk about the positive things. We were carrying 10 players against the best in the league. And when we had 11 players, we started playing football. It was brilliant. Yeah. Matt, we had Tins on the podcast a couple of years ago and his prophecy at that point was Bell and Conway would be the front two pairing the future, if you like. Two years later, it's the first time they've played up front together. Uh, the first time they were in the starting lineup together was earlier this month away at Stoke. But as as Ads just said, they look like they are made to play together. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd, I'd love to see Sam Bell do what Tommy Conway's done um, in the the sort of period that he's been out, he was out injured and just build his upper body and just get that little bit stronger. Um, because you saw with, or you, you saw with the goal where he, he flicks it on. He's got that ability in the air. Um, he's so, so quick. He's good on the ball. Um, and, and I could spend the rest of the podcast chatting about Tommy Conway. I think Tommy Conway could be right up there alongside our, our great, great strikers if he continues yes. with the progress that he's done. Um, yeah, he's just a, a hell of a talent. But, you know, Patch is, is something you've said so often, but playing a two, and I think if you play him in a two, and when you've got the energy behind that we had with Vyman, and then also the energy that Joe Williams brought into the middle of the pitch as well, it just meant that we, you know, we... I do think we need a number nine as a, a, a 
a focal point in certain games. But I think when you've, you've got Tommy Conway and Sam Bell that can play like that and they've got the energy behind them, you know, it's, it's an exciting prospect, isn't it? It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, 58th minute, it's a dipping shot from distance for Burnley. Max O'Leary maybe gets a touch on it. In the commentary, they certainly think he got does. Got a corner, yeah, yeah, got a corner. Yeah. It was Roberts uh, in the shot, yeah. Tips it onto the bar, but um, for a minute, when I saw the shot come in, Matt, I was sure that was a Josh Brownhill shot because we seen that. Just... I actually thought it was, and then he, I think he goes I don't over. Think to, it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No, no, no. He then goes over to take the corner, but it was only from watching it back that it was Roberts that had taken mm. the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great to see. Right, sixtieth minute. One, uh, it's one-one. A ball over the top, flicked on by Bell into the path of Andy Vyman. He turns inside, feeds Conway, who's in space, and he expertly slots it home for the equaliser. Conway runs off to celebrate, points at Matt Withers, as promised on the podcast two years ago, and the crowd go wild. Um, so, Matt, he has scored in front of the safe stand before, but he forgot about you and went over to Section 82 on that occasion. But there's yeah. definite pointage going on. It's funny, isn't it? Because I know we were talking about it last night. But, yeah, I mean, without, I mean, I'm, no, I was going to say without trying to sound a, a bit pretentious or whatever, but... We had Tommy on the podcast a, a couple of seasons now, and and I was so impressed with him as a young man. It was May 2021. Was it? There you go. So I was so impressed with him as a young man and the way that he spoke that I said that I'd never had a player's name put on my shirt, but that season I would get Conway, and as it was then, number 37 on, on both the home and away shirt I did, and I did. But I said to him, but, you know, on that basis, the first time you score at the South Stand, I want a celeb, you know. Anyway, as Pac said, he's, he has scored, but he forgot and went to Section 82 that time. So, so this time I, I saw the spot. I saw the point. I did as well. Finger. I looked yeah, out for it straight away. But when we were out last night and um, I was having a, a bit of a discussion with with Ellie, we've had on the pod in Nige um, and Paul Binning, and they were all kind of going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I messaged Tommy and said, mate, mate what, 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 what a great goal last night um, or yesterday, you know, and appreciate the celeb, even though um, no one believed me. And uh, Tommy graciously wrote back and said, no, absolutely, celeb was for you. You know it was. So I was able to show them the text and say, there you go, have that. <laughs> so, yeah. But do you know what? And this is why I love football. I love being a Bristol City fan. But that made me so happy a 52 year old man 53 in july loves his football club and loves to see players like tommy conway and connecting with me as a fan and to do that meant the world to me last night and as i say you know I, i think he's a top top quality quality lad and you could see that in his game yesterday he wants to you know we talked about it i think last in last week's game patch when he got substituted he races off because he wants the side to do well. Yeah. Yesterday, there was the lad that went down with cramp and Tommy Conway's helping him up. When Roberts got fouled by Vyman later on, a little bit nasty, he left one on him. It's Tommy Conway who's trying to help him up in that. He's just he's just a quality, quality lad. And as Pinching say, him under the armpits as he lifts, as he lifts <laughs> him up. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's someone you want to do well. And, and I agree with what a few have been putting in our sort of WhatsApp group there. A fit Tommy Conway next season with the right support behind him, he gets 20, 20 plus goals next season. He really yeah, does. He's that he's well, that if you, good. He's if you extrapolate good. his um games that he didn't play through injury, Adam, yeah. then you know you could easily say that he could have had a 20 goal season. 
his ratios on it from what he's got, definitely. And he's got every single bit of potential going. And now we're at, we've seen it this season. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. I liked it that obviously with, with Sonny sitting there, he's eight years old, so there's nothing better than seeing a player celebrate. And he, he did say for a number of months, Daddy, why do they always run to that corner? Because we sit, we sit at the other end, don't we, Matt? We we sit. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we sit exactly where Tommy Conway celebrated. He said, "Why can't they celebrate in front of us for once?" So, if you're thinking it, my little boy's saying it. There's others saying it. So, I'm sure it made a lot of people in that ground happy to see the players celebrating in front of us <laughs> yeah. for once. I know yeah. why they go to Section 82 because they get they get everything for them. But it was lovely to see it. Yeah, and, and by the it way, I, I messaged Tommy as well and said, "Well done on your goal." And he said, "I just deleted Matt Flivers' numbers because he's had a few beers in his tank." Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Love yeah. it. Love it. Well, our joy was short-lived. Oh my um, god, yeah. <laughs> literally, I was making the note of the goal and looked up and the ball's in the net. So I completely missed the goal, but watched it back, obviously. And it's Alex Scott playing a ball across the face of goal, which gets picked up by Jay Rodriguez, and he slots it, slots it home, Matt. I um yeah, completely took me by surprise. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think Alex executed what he wanted to do. I think I, I don't think he didn't see the man. I just don't think he got the the trajectory that he wanted on the ball. Um, I don't know that it was Rodriguez that took the initial touch, but certainly, obviously, it was his, his shot and goal. Um, and and Scotty was devastated, absolutely devastated. And I think, you know, I saw Naismith, um, Andy Kitt, not Andy King, sorry, he was off, Tommy Conway, went over to him, put their arms around him. He was devastated. And and it if it if it is his last game, and even in his head, he must be thinking that there's a possibility of a transfer in the summer. He would not have wanted to go out on the performance that he had yesterday and certainly not on that. I thought Nigel Pearson spoke really, really well afterwards and talked about, you know, he put his arm around him and told him that it's how you you bounce back from those sort of um, you know, situations yeah. that, that may define you as a kind of player, which I thought was was good management from him. So yeah, but it was it you can't you can't cover it in any other way. It was a terrible, terrible mistake. Yeah, it gets controlled by it the It spoiled number. a bit of the occasion. It did. Yeah, it did. Sorry, Patch. It it spoiled a bit of the occasion because we were all waiting for hopefully he wasn't part of that triple substitution on 55. He yeah. wasn't yeah. brilliant. Now we get to say goodbye to him. And he was so distraught, yep. he forgot to take the opportunity to just slow down centre circle, give the big... And it wasn't arrogance that he didn't care about what City have done for him. He was He's such a professional and he's such a perfectionist, setting such high standards for himself. All he cared about was, I've just let the boys down um, eight minutes ago, I think it was something like that, and, and I've, we've conceded a goal and it's yep. off the back of me, we won't win now. Yeah, that should have been his moment for everyone to say, well done. Thankfully, yep. we got the right, the lap of honour at the end or the, the round of appreciation. But he was gutted, wasn't he? Oh, and I, I think every bloke wanted to put his arm around him like, yeah. like Pearson did. And a public show of, don't worry, we've got our arms around you here. Mm. You'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Twine. Very good, the, Mr. Pearson. I'll give Scott, him that. Scott Twine, yeah. Was the, the interception. Who, yeah. who, incidentally, Gary Hours was saying um, on Radio Bristol that he was playing uh, was it for Cheltenham Town and MK Dons was um, yeah Cheltenham Town then MK Dons and yep. now he's in the Premier League yep. so fair play to him but um yeah yeah good good obviously good point on on Alex Scott but uh yeah that's five uh, percent of me still thinking that uh he might be in next season so there, and we've got QPR <laughs> as well we've got the QPR game to see him again um 
Right, so where are we? We are down to Alex Scott off, Naki Wells on, Vyman dropping in, um, and obviously Bell drops in too. So they both shifted down a bit. So we only saw <laughs> we only saw Bell and Conway up front for about 14 minutes, but I'm sure it won't be the last time. Um 72nd minute, Vyman shoots wide, great chance to level it up, but a slight deflection earned a corner um so yeah Vyman comes through Adam and yeah he's, he's he's taken the opportunity to shoot when a couple of other people were calling for the ball yeah he slashed it a little bit he seemed to me he was a little bit off balance when he cut in on his right he was so composed where he slipped Tommy in it was the perfect ball for the goal Tommy could just take it straight in his stride no first touch slot it in so to see him with a, a little bit of lack of composure if you want when there's probably a better option on as well he'd done a lot of the hard work but he's more than capable of putting it in don't get me wrong we've seen him score goals yeah. out with his with his left foot at the start uh probably like three or four weeks ago um a bit of a how loose far shot. away was it probably how far not, away was it because i didn't have the angle to see really matt was probably better a fair distance away I, yeah, it I was. Didn't, it, I, yeah it was it was it wasn't troubling the goal at all okay all right no. Five minutes later, Viner ghosts into the box to get on the end of a Wells cross, which goes just over. So uh, a good opportunity there for Viner, Matt. Yeah, and he's been getting in the box only over the last few weeks. So um, yeah, he did. He did well. He did well. So um, I don't. I don't think that it was. It was a half chance, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then there's a disallowed goal. Um, it's Andy Viner with a with a, a not diving header, but a good header. Uh, nonetheless, and a foul's given Adam for a for I think Wells pushing the Burnley defender just in front of him. So it's one of those ones where you've seen you've seen them given and I, you haven't. Yeah. I didn't like it to be honest. I I didn't like it, and that's not with Bristol City tinted glasses on. I thought they came together, um, and there is a there is a clash as the ball's coming. Defenders kind of. Backing back in with in, Wells, Wells in. is coming yeah. through. I'm just watching it now. It's a great they, cross they in from Sykes. Together. Yeah. And it's a, it's a brilliant header. It is. Yeah, it's kind of a sort of a, a, he falls as he heads it, then he sort of plants it in that back stick and the keeper's gone for it. And I don't really think, apart from the lad who's a bit desperate, who's put his hands up to say that's a foul, many were thinking it. I don't think it was a foul. I think it was just a coming together of the, the centre half and, and Naki Wells. And I think we can think we're hard done by that. And I think he was almost going down mm. in the wrong direction before they, they came together as such. From shame, how I remember really. it. I mean, I'm not watching it back. Right yeah, now, I'm just watching it back now. It was and... a shame because we... we. Yeah, Vyman, so it's a really, really good header. Really well-placed header. But uh, yeah, not to be. And just after that, Andy Vyman header at the back post, which he's never going to have enough power on his position. Oh, Naki Wells crosses that's... it in. That was Andy Vyman back, yeah. I think he's got to take a touch there. It's come yeah, out he really be taking quick. Banks is up yeah. off the turf and he's trying to head it back. And but we were that was a brilliant sort of five or six minute period mm. with going right through from Viner for that chance, the dislike goal, and the crowd were up and a yeah. little bit excited again that he, he maybe should have got a touch, but we were still in the game. We were looking for a point. Yeah. Yeah. Got to say as well, Mark Sykes was impressive when he came on as well. Yeah. He was he was yes, right he was. in the game. He, his energy. Cross. Yeah, and, and as I said earlier, Joe Williams as well was right involved in getting forward. Yeah. Andy Vyman then picks up a booking after he left his foot in. Um, and there's a, a, um, a comedy moment at the end in the 94th minute. Max O'Leary comes up for a corner and the ball comes to him and he he tries to get a cross in as well, which uh, 
yeah. Well, it's just one of those moments you think, right, it's the end of the season, anything goes. <laughs> What was what was great about that is I'd already made it around to the halfway line by then. I'm I'm I've left my position in the south stand. I I popped up into the, the media bit just to do the Jeff Twentyman bit. So I'm sitting there and they they've got the free kick in front of the dolman and all of a sudden he goes and, and the crowd sort of come alive and they erupt and Max <laughs> Everyone goes, Shit. and then we deliver it before he'd even got into the before box. We, got there, we take yeah. the free kick. So he's in kind of no man's land and then it, it yeah. drops to him and do you know what? If I'm Max O'Leary there, forget the professionalism, forget the rollicking that I'm going to get. I'm hitting that. 40 yards, I'm hitting that. Matty Bryant versus Gillingham in about 95, I'm hitting Oh, it. what a goal that was, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 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 And that takes us to the end of the game. Obviously, at the end of the game, there was great celebrations, great scenes. Another guard of honour, the City team and staff, Lansdowne, Dol- uh, Marina Dolman and... You know, everyone was down there to welcome on the Bristol City women as champions of the championship. Um, and yeah, and then they I thought it was really nice how they did it. They went off and did a lap of honor around one side, and the city players went the men's team walked around um as well. But humbling as well that uh that Josh Brownhill did his own little little lap of honor as well, walked all the way along South Stand into the Dolman. But great scenes at the end, and I know you boys were we're halfway in and halfway out of your journey to to the upper Lansdowne to see Jeff. But uh, yeah, it was really, really quite an emotional 10-minute period for me, Matt. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't get to witness all of those scenes because of sort of making the way up. But when when I sort of got there and you could see the the, the men's team with their, their children, their partners, their wives, um, it was great to see. Credit to the the fans as well for being respectful and not running on the pitch. You know, I know yeah. um, we certainly both had a problem with that last year, especially with with young families. Um, you know, you you can't do that. You don't want to 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 put them in any kind of fear or danger. So no, it was it was good, well observed, um, and was a, a nice end to the day. And yeah, top topped off with the the presentation that um, that we did for for Jeff. Um, it'd be quite nice. I don't know if we can patch, but put a link to the picture that, that Jeff was presented with within the pod. Cause uh, I think quite a few would, would like that and appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so no, it was a, a, a good end to a, a good day and a, a defeat, which I think if I'm, if I'm right, was our first defeat at home since the start of the year. I saw so that, actually yeah. that's, that's pretty good yeah. going, isn't it? Pretty good going. Yeah. Yeah. First, do you know what I liked about the celebrations as well? I like watching the Burnley fans. I like watching the Burnley team because there's a little bit of envy and jealousy there. And yep. I don't want to say hatred because hatred is a very strong word, but I always like watching once when you, you lose or you don't get promotion, you, you hope that the players are watching that and mm. the fans are watching that thing. And collectively, if we can get together, we all remember 2015 and how good that was. If we can get together, we get to do that one day. Mm. Yep. Look at what, how much it means to them. All those Bernie fans who haven't had it as good. I know they're a premier league for eight, nine years, but the older ones who are sort of over the age over the age of twenty five, no Burnley is pretty much the same club as we are, yeah, if not yeah. as successful as us, yeah. you know. So, with the investment that Landstein's talking about, much and smaller club as with well. a, with 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 nine points or twelve points more in the bag, I know it's a lot of this, but that could be us. And I watch yeah. it so jealous of what they were doing down there. Just I going back to the um, and the. Yeah, just going back to the women's team, uh, I went down to watch them uh, against Liverpool uh, yep. last season. That. 
and Liverpool were crowned champions that day. Yep. And a lot of the girls there used go, it yeah. in their interviews to say that really spurred us on to do that much better this season. And then they were champions, obviously, um, this season. So, yeah, it definitely must trigger something in the brain, Matt. It's good motivation, isn't it? It's good motivation. And, and I'm sure Nigel Pearson's the sort of manager that they absolutely will pick Reference up on. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right, Matt. Uh, your final home ratings of the season, please. Yeah, so um, I went six for Max and and I debated whether that should be a seven because he did have to make a couple of good saves yesterday, but I thought they were saves he should have made. Again, I didn't think there were any world is. Um, so I'm going to go six. There's also a part of me that with their winning goal, I think he will be disappointed with that, having watched it back. It kind of goes through him a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, w- I went six for Max. There's a, um, there was a... There wasn't... Worldies, not worldies, but on yesterday was the first time in a few matches, at least, that I thought, oh, well, great save, you know. Yeah, he had to make. He, he had to make. I, I don't like that when he tipped onto the the bar that he got a touch on. There was a couple yeah, of shots that he saved, and, and absolutely agree. But for for me, they were saves. They're good saves, but saves yeah. I'd expect him to make. Yeah, so um, six is fine. So yeah. yeah. Um. The two the two centre backs I went two sixes for Viner and Naismith. I thought both had, had decent games. Um I didn't think Naismith was was bang on it with his passing. Um I didn't think Zach was was actually he, he pinged a couple of balls out, but both I thought were yeah, good good games. I didn't I didn't I didn't think they were up against um the best sort of strikers in the league from the point of view that were you know marauding through the middle of them. So two sixes for them. George Tanner, who I've talked about being really, really consistent. I didn't think George had a great game yesterday. I went a five for George yesterday. Um, I just thought he he just didn't get forward at all. And, and when we were talking about it last night, um, I think it might have been you, Patch, or maybe Nige said that with Cam Pring sort of bombing on the other side, is that a tactical thing that says, right, George, you know, you, you need to be staying where you are sort of scenario. And it may be, but I'd still like to see George get forward a little bit more. And we've seen that this season. Um and yeah, I just I just didn't think it was his, his best game yesterday, so it went I went five. He wasn't very he wasn't very positive in his he play. Wasn't, was he it? played it yeah. very safe. There yeah. was a lot of coming backwards again when you think take him on. Let's take let's be on. a bit more yeah. positive. And by that I mean let's go forward, let's yeah. take him on. Can we get those passes into the final third? But he spent a lot of time checking out, starting again. And yeah. I completely agree with you there, mate. I think that's a great shout. Thank you, pal. Um on the opposite side. Cam Pring, I went eight, and Cam was my man in a match again. I thought Cam Pring was excellent yesterday. Um, he's got he's, he's got everything, Annie, for that that role. Um, the, I guess I, I'm saying that, and then I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna change my mind slightly. If you can get Cam Pring getting some more shots away, um, and a, and a, and a you know a few more goals, then I think you've got a player that you then start to talk about in the. The, the realms of sort of Joe Bryan. In I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, I think, I, and because I yeah. do think, I yeah. do think he's got the ability there. You know, someone, um, Joe Bryan used to, if you remember, when he played that wing back role, you'd often find him at the back post and he would get headers at the back mm. post, wouldn't he? Because he was coming in. I think yeah. Cam's, Cam's got yeah. that. Um, I actually think Cam's probably slightly better with his feet, quick, quicker feet than Joe. I think Joe was much more push it, come inside, Joe had a good right foot on him, didn't he? But yeah, I, th- I thought Cam was excellent yesterday, so I, I gave Cam an eight. Um, 
The two midfield lads in terms of Andy King, Matty James, I went two sixes. Um, Matty Matty James, I think, was was consistent. Andy King, I think, just his legs kind of just just went from a little bit, um, you know, and and he ran his race when he he kind of got substituted. Um, I I, I, he probably knew he was coming off 55, 60 minutes because yeah, he probably did. Yeah, he probably did. I, I wouldn't be offering Andy King a playing contract. Um, forgetting about his, what he's proven this season in terms of his squad cover and everything else. Yeah, I get that. But I still don't think that Andy King being in around the first team in terms of whether that's starting or on the bench, I think we need to be looking to upgrade next season. I really do. Um, and that's no disrespect to Andy. That's or, just, just or purely he- an age thing. Yeah. Or he takes up a precious squad place for Taylor Clark. You've got exactly. Uh, he's yeah. come through. Taylor Clark's come through. Yeah. That's that's God. That's a seat on the bench potentially yeah. that I'd rather see him than Andy. But King. I, I I think I think he would take a place up, not necessarily on the bench, but on the reserve bench, if you like. Maybe, if maybe, we do get yeah. a string of injuries, because he can come in, he can play centre back, he can play centre midfield. Maybe, maybe. But that's the reason why I think he's getting the player coach. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe with more of a a, a seventy thirty on the the coaching next season. Well, it may have and, may well have been expected to be that this season, but he's yeah. been dragged in, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah. I just I just think it, it's the area of the pitch where I think you need energy more than any other, and I think that's what we miss. And and certainly when you've got Matty James and Andy King in there, you just aren't going to get midfielders that that are going forward. I mean. You know, Joe Williams came on in a couple of occasions. Was was right down on the right hand side in front of me and Adam. You, you know, you didn't, you don't see Andy King and Matty James doing that. So that that's where I think we do need to look at next season. So I went yeah. two sixes for them. Um, Alex Scott, it had to be a five. It just wasn't a good performance from Alex. You know, I'm I'm not going to be stupid and go four on him. Um, but yeah, it was a five for Alex. Um, Sam Bell, I went six. I thought Sam had a good game. Um, was decent. Um, obviously had the um, sort of assist, assist for the goal, if you like, with winning the header. And then Harry Cornick has got to be a five as well. And 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 like you, Anne, I'm not I'm not going to go, you know, making this into a Harry Cornick show. We're not seeing enough from a player that Nigel Pearson seems to be really keen on giving opportunity to. Um, I mean, that's now. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change our spreadsheet next season as well, patching and um indicate who were subs and stuff. But you know, Cornick is featured in the last nine games. Um, and certainly he started the last three, I think, if not four. And in truth, he's not really warranting a starting place, is he? Not not over saying Naki Wells it's, from that point of view. It's it's very generous from Pearson or the coaching staff to stick with this. It is. And a lot of people say, and it's it's a it's a throwaway line for me, he needs a good preseason behind him. And I know it's it's something that Jeff Twentyman says all the time. He needs I, a good preseason. I've said it, yeah. Yeah. At championship level, I don't think you can give players ten games of carrying them. Yeah. It's it's not working. And we haven't afforded that to many, many players. If if there was something on it at either end of the table, there's no way he'd still be getting in that team yeah. at the moment. No, I, I agree. We we are where we, we are where we are. So unless we have to give him the, the preseason now, and we'll we'll judge him probably in about October. Yeah, no, I agree. and I hope I'm very very wrong. Obviously. Yeah. Um, 
Tommy Conway, I went seven. It was a close run thing, actually. It could could have been an eight for Tommy. I think the first half he had very little service um, and, and and worked hard, but you know we we saw what Tommy is all about in the second half with that goal. So um, he point he points to you and celebrates with you, and you give him a seven. Yeah. Well, that's again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be biased. Tom, Tommy's got no. Because he's deleted your number. It's because he's deleted your number now. That's why. I can't keep saying he's a quality young man, and then yeah, just brilliant. So yeah, um, and then I think I'm onto the subs and sub wise. Um, I actually went. I think for all three sevens. Um, no, Joe Williams. I went a six, but Mark Sykes and Andy Vyman. I went sevens. Possibly Andy Vyman, if that had been another maybe another five minutes or so, it might even have been an eight because it was a really, yeah. it was an, an Andy Vyman performance of real Andy Vyman quality, wasn't it? Um, yeah. What I liked as well when he when he um, the goal was disallowed with Naki Wells, he was livid with the ref when he because he could see it was a bit of a soft. It's not chance. like Andy Vyman, is it? To have a <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I went I went sevens for them. So that gives us a an average of uh, six point one four for the week. Um, and over the season, 6.33. And for Nigel, I went six. It was a, a, a decent performance, um, but, you know, was a 2-1 was a defeat at the end of it, albeit to the champions, but yeah. He looked like he was really enjoying himself, Nigel, on the sidelines yesterday with it, with uh, company. He seems a lot more relaxed these days, doesn't he? I think I genuinely do feel as though, and Steve Lansdowne kind of said it again in his interview, that they're, they're getting things right off the pitch and you know, with things that they're talking about with the structure and the right kind of atmosphere in the changing room. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting next season. And absolutely, I know that there are lots of fans still not convinced at all that he's the right man. Um, I'm not going to name any names, Nigel, but... Um, well, there was a chap who came know. up to me in the Hen and Chicken yesterday who wouldn't leave me yeah. alone about Nigel Pearson. I just yeah. said, mate, come on, if you, if you want to hear my opinion... Tune into this podcast and gave him the business card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope he's listening. Ever the salesman. Ever the salesman. Well, Vincent exactly. Company, on that note, Matt, Vincent Company said some very kind words in his post match about he can see the direction of the club. He can see where Bristol City Football Club are going, which he didn't need to say. He didn't need to say that at all. He wasn't just being nice to his hosts on the day. So you, you have to listen when people like Company and everything he's achieved in the game look and can see what is is happening down at, at City. So mm. I was very, very critical around the turn of the year about Pearson. I now don't comment on it at all. I sit back and, and watch. But when, I mean, to get 6.14 slightly below average for the season against the runaway champions, I think is very, very impressive. Yeah, it's decent. Mm. So yeah. credit, where it's, credit where it's due to what he's done. And whether someone's had a word in his ear and said, you've got to be more this, you've got to be more positive, you've got to be on the touchline, you've got to have more media savvy, you've got whatever has happened since that dreadful Stoke game. It was Stoke on Boxing Day, wasn't it? When it really got well, a West little Brom, bit in there. In terms West Brom. The, sorry, West Brom. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is, we're worlds apart from that. We are worlds away from where we were two Boxing Day. So credit to him and the staff and the whole club for ch- turning it around and giving us something to look forward to going into next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well said. So, Matt, you said 6.3 something for the season. That's league games, isn't it? 6.33 for the league games, yeah. 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 So, we'll see six is our average. So, you know, we predicted uh, a finish top of the bottom half, and that's more or less where we are. 
Uh, so yeah, sounds about right. But obviously, still got one game left to go. Yeah, do, do you know I've not I've not looked, and I'm just looking now as we speak because obviously Huddersfield beat Coventry today, didn't they? So, so we're in fifteenth place, which I think is probably 15th, where yeah. a lot of us thought we would be in, in and around there, wouldn't it? We're on fifty six, so we could go above Harlow who are in 14th on 57. Mm. We can't catch Watford because they're on 60. No. Um, Stoke are behind us in 16th. Um, they have got a better goal difference than us if, and they're three points behind. So if Stoke won, they could go above us. So I think the lowest that we can finish is, yeah, 16th. So L- Luton we were versus s- Hull. Is it Hull you say we can catch? We can catch Hull, yeah. Yeah, so they're, yeah. they're away to Luton there last you go. game. So, yeah. But ours is going to be a tough we were... game now against Q- QPR away with them now safe. Mm. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Well, last so, season yeah. we were 17th with 55. Yeah. So, so 17th with 55. This season we're already on 56. Yeah. We're probably going to be finishing 14th, 15th, potentially 16th. Yeah. So we've progressed with points. We've progressed slightly with, with position. If we're looking for progression. Definitely can, progressed in terms of excitement on the pitch as well. It's a better something to be the way we've played. Yeah. Better standard. The young, the young lads being introduced and seeing some real positives there. I think progression in terms of the the points and the position. Yeah, I, I don't know one or two points, one or two places is really that. But yeah. I think you have to take all of the other things into account. Um, and and you can't you can't make light of the wage structure and and having to get that footing right. That's going to have a massive impact on it. So I wonder. Yeah, um, it has I, to be. Progression as a club, I think. Yeah, and, you know, we won't know this, but uh, some companies like mine, for example, you get an engagement score of how you feel as well. I wonder yeah. what the score out of 10 would have been as a collective squad this time last year versus versus right now. Mm. If I yeah. had to guess, I'd say it, it's definitely improved. It feels like it would be higher than that, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do, we if we were two points off where we finished last season. So last season, we were 17th with 55 points. If we ended with 53, you can bet your life that that would be made. We haven't even done. We've oh, 100%. Yeah, so 100%. I, I take your point, Math, but in yeah. a league where it's very hard to pick up wins, just those two or three points, when you've now established Sykes, you've, you've more than established Pring, Conway yeah. and Bell. Yeah, yeah. there's progression is, is, is huge as a club, yeah, yeah. but... We can look at if we were three points behind, it would be we haven't even we've gone backwards. So yeah, yeah we've definitely gone forwards in pretty but much every area. I'd say I, yeah. I do so. think even with the clubs coming down that there will be and the clubs coming up with the right signings, you know, you you're asking me now where I would expect us to finish next season. I absolutely expect us to be in the top ten next season and and challenging for the playoffs late into the season. I'm not going to say we're going to get there. But I expect us to be challenging for the playoffs late into the season. Yeah, let's let's keep our fingers and, and toes crossed. Thank, that's <laughs> enough from you, Adam. Um, right. So, <laughs> um, right. So next next Monday, QPR away. I want yep. you starting eleven. I'm I'm uh, I'm go. So, do you think there's any chance that he goes Wiles Richards for the last I would. game? I Just absolutely would. I absolutely would. a championship would. game. Yep. Yep. I right. absolutely would. Yep. So in goal, we got, we're going Wells Richards. Everyone's listening yep. to this going, what are they talking about? Right. So Wells Richards across the back, Tanner, 
Viner, Callas, Pring. Yep. I've got Sykes in at right wing back instead of that, but I've yeah, I w- for, I, actually, I've I'd go for that. I've gone four at the back. Ah, uh, right, Kushov. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's your. It'll stick with four, two, three, one. I think. So that's the formation I'm going with. But I might Tan- even, I might still even go Sykes over Tanner at right back. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. he was that quiet on Saturday, and Sykes did yeah. so well when he came on. Yeah. Okay. Harsh. Right, and then the two I've got. Two I've gone for Naismith and James. Yep. Yes. Happy. And then Sykes, Scott, Bell. But if you're putting Sykes at right back, then it could be Mimetti. Yep. And then Conway. But I even think he might go Wells as well. Possibly. It'd be nice. It would be nice to go two, wouldn't it? No, no. I mean, I think he might I go got, Wells just, over just Conway. To, even. Uh, would you? No, nah, no chance. I wouldn't. Just no, to but... prove it, it's, it's on my pad. I think with... I'd love to see Conway and Bell up front yeah. together. Oh, yeah. Or Conway and Wells. Um, with how... Yeah, but I'd, I'd rather have Conway and Bell. And then I'd put a Vyman behind them just to have that three, just to see how that three works. But Because I think he will mix it well, up. And it's not, a free not shot. play Scott. Not play Scott. Yeah, I'd have I'd have He's, James Scott, and Scott Scott's, in the Scott's already left. Scott's already left in Adams. Yeah, in Adam's <laughs> that was his last game. He's gone now. <laughs> it, was, it was Alex Scott. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, I think one way or another, I think anything be, could happen. I think it'd be a very different team. But Cal, James, and Scott in there, and then go with the front three with Voiman, Conway, and Bell. Yeah. Well, we shall know. Leave Harry Cornick. Two o'clock. Leave I, Harry I, Cornick I, home. I genuinely would like to see Wiles Richards though. Because yeah. you know he's got a year's contract. Um, they're not talking about a goalkeeper coming in. Um, you know, I, I I still stand by. I think we need a, a, a strong challenger for Max, an experienced goalkeeper. Um, and I remember years yeah. gone by. Obviously, I know Nigel Pearson's a different manager to managers of that we had in the early two thousands. But I remember Joe made his home debut and his first game uh, in the last game of the season against yeah. Norwich. I'm, I'm pretty sure the likes of Steve Phillips and Max have made their debuts in the, in the end of season sort of game. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Right. We will leave it there. Um, thank you so, as always. Just before Adam. we go, just sorry, Pat, just to butt in. I, I know I like to get my, get my views across. Just before <laughs> we go, Matt, next week you do QPR. That means you've done every game this season. Is that correct? Uh, every minute, every game, league, cup. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, I Rubbish. think that is an absolutely fantastic commitment. Um, I've tried and tried to get there over the years, um, and I've always fallen short because there's always a wedding or a funeral or a bar mitzvah or the, the, the <laughs> tire falls off your nan's car. The financial commitment, the personal commitment with work, with everything you do, and some of the dross you've seen over the, over the course of the season, I wanted to say well done on air, mate. I will congratulate you off air as well, but... That is some achievement, mate. And I know a lot of people have done it, but Thank you, fair play. Well done. Well, Thank he's, you, he's I appreciate that. He's definitely the three peeps in a podcast supporter of the year. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, and hopefully uh, hopefully, he's definitely in the in the running for supporter of the year as well. Because, yeah, completely agree. Even that one where you were working in Manchester and came all the way back to go drive back up to Manchester for a night game. <laughs> that was just lunacy. lunacy. It was, it was. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah. You, you committed um, yourself. 
I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And and also, it's been great having uh, Mr. Warner as company alongside me, playing his music as he wanted to, because my Mercedes seems to recognise his phone rather than mine. So, <laughs> like, like top Trump iPhone, top Trumps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did get to listen to who have I listened to this year, Metallica, whoever it was. I introduced him to. to a bit of heavy rock. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, that soon went off for Buble. So yeah, yeah there we go. That's why I always meet. That's why I always meet you up there. I'm never. I'm not coming in that car. <laughs> yeah, Fair play. thank you, Adam. No, I appreciate that, pal. And for the, for those um, interested uh, in what we will be doing in the close season, last season we had music and memories, which we may well do a little splattering of. Um, but other than a few Robins reunited, uh, we're going to be doing our Bristol City top five in the last forty years. So we've already done, um, we've already surveyed a large number of people. And they've fed back to me with their top five goalkeepers, fullbacks, centre-backs, midfielders, strikers, managers, moments. So um, so looking forward to doing that. It's going to be, it's very scientific. So uh, if Adam, for example, puts Basso as his number one goalkeeper, Basso gets five points. If Matt puts Basso as third, he gets three points. So I'll tally up the points for Basso, Welch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we can all pitch our top five and then we'll hear the results of the family fortune style poll. So looking forward to doing that. Bit of fun. And we've kept it to the last 40 years because um, I think it's unfair if you nominate people you haven't seen play. Um, and I think we would all probably have the the 76 promotion team and some of the t- players around that era as our as our best 11. So yeah, it's going to be the last 40 years and Adam, I know you and obviously Matt have put their, put your, your, uh, your choices forward. So I wait to see how it turns out, Adam. It was great fun doing it as well. I really enjoyed going down through it. And when you start chatting to people and then they say, what about Billy Mercer? And you go, yeah. Oh, Billy yeah. Mercer. Oh, how did I forget Billy Mercer? Or yeah, they all come in, but no, it was great. And I, I was criticized by somebody. No, not too far away from me at the moment. over the other side of the screen for taking a bit too long. And I was, I think I was going into a little bit too much detail. About it, but no, Great fun doing it. And I really look forward to listening to the pods because the memories of the games and the players. And I think yeah. there's going to be a few surprises because it's not always the ones that sell for millions as the favourites, you know. There's there's going to well, be a couple of couple. Everyone's of shots, done it. Everyone's sure. done, so I've seen the 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 entries in so far, and there there is some disparity. There is yeah. some interesting ones, and and I think everyone. I didn't want to be too specific with how you go about it. I don't want to say like give them a score out of ten for skill, you know, and all of that sort of stuff. But it's everyone yeah. would have done it slightly different. Your favourite, whether it's what they went on to do. So, you know, and that's what will generate the discussion on the podcast. So yeah. looking forward to doing that. And I'm sure you'll be on one of them, Adam, as well. So um, we'll, uh, we'll have to work that out. Very much looking forward right. to it, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Right, we'll leave it there. Thank you both. Um, roll on QPR. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone. I'm drifting along into one-way Like the tumbleweed or a standing stone Far away from the city call I find myself on another bar store Taking the time to think and pray
Desolation of life and 